This is Stick to Sports Podcast with Noah and Logan. Welcome to the Stick to Sports Podcast, the podcast where our opinions are the only ones that matter. It's Noah. Well, what the hell is happening with your mic, sir? Whoops, forgot to plug my mic in. So, <laughs> it's Logan. Okay, okay. Logan, we're going to get better at these openings. We're going to probably get back to the cold open sometime soon. But uh, how are you doing? How was your weekend, buddy? It was good. I went to New York. I was also in New York. For different reasons. Very different reasons. However, we're back. And we missed such a crazy weekend of college football. It's actually a travesty. <laughs> I, I let I let Yana know that I'm like, how does it feel? This isn't for the NFL, but how does it feel that your birthday falls on the first week of the NFL season all the time, forever? She's not too thrilled, but it's okay. She just has to live with it. Exactly. It's, it's a fact of life. Yeah. It's a it's a constant in life. So I think it's it's. I would come around. She'll come around. She will. She will. You know, I would love if my birthday fell around the same time as a gigantic sporting event. I got the draft, so I'm. (laughs) And playoffs too. So you got a good amount of stuff. Me, on the other hand, I'm just. I'm just, you know. It's barren. It's a barren wasteland. Baseball, baby. It's a barren wasteland at that point. You got some. MLS games, I think. Maybe? I think so. I think that's around rivalry week or something. Uh, I don't know. Baseball. There's always baseball. There's always guess. baseball. I, that's pretty much it. Like, I don't even think the summer the league is the summer league happening. <laughs> it just ends right before I think. It's just before, yeah. So you're just yeah, you're in the barren wasteland of sports. It's okay. There's has to be something. When the World Cup comes around, I, I think the World Cup just ends just before. That's crazy. Maybe the Olympics. <laughs> the Olympics ends. Oh. You said it sucks to suck, man. I don't know what to tell you. Well, there was that one, you know, COVID year where I think the Bucks won the the NBA title on my birthday, right? Well, you know what you get. You didn't have to go to school on your birthday. Uh, I used to go to private school. We went to school in the winter, in the summer. <laughs> and uh, I, and who doesn't want to go to school during their birthday? Like I would love to go to school during. Birthday. I would hate that when I, I when I become love that when I get a job, I'm taking off on my birthday. Well, that's an adult choice. You have the you know, you can do that. You know, um, I could do that when I was in high school too. My parents let me <laughs> sometimes as I got older. As I got well. Older. We could take you could take off from whatever day you'd like, but we never take off from college football. Let's get started. Absolutely. Just the craziest day. I think we have to start with this game. I think going into this, it's so weird going into this week. We thought this would be the biggest game. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, uh, not saying that it was terrible, but let's talk about it. Let's talk about Texas Bama. Bama escapes. Escape when I tell you escapes with the twenty to nineteen win over Texas, Quinn Ewers gets knocked out very early um in this game. Um and Texas was in control. He actually wasn't playing all that bad. Um no, Quinn Ewers is actually playing excellent. Unfortunately he got hurt and I'm sad now. <laughs> but you know, I had previously stated on this very podcast that Alabama there really wasn't a you asked what was the what would happen in this game? What would be the outcome? I said it won't. I'll, I'll break it down for you. It's fairly simple. Alabama is going to roll, and I was wrong. <laughs> and you know what? I don't care because yeah, Alabama a, was a three touchdown favorite, and they struggled. But as a purely football game, it was just a great game to watch. It was. So I don't care that I was wrong. Good on you, Texas. We'll talk about you. Let's actually start with Texas. No, we should start with Alabama because they won. Well, Bryce Young had another quote-unquote Heisman moment. Uh, oh, we're doing this now, aren't we? Well, let me, let me, I'm not calling it his Heisman 
but it's it's it goes it kind of shadows last year's game against. You didn't, you didn't think that was a Heisman moment. Last year, I did think that was a Heisman. You moment. said uh, in our quarterback ranking that you're like, you didn't really see it as a Heisman moment. I I see it as it helped the narrative. It helped his narrative. I'll tell you that much. Okay. But Bama against like in bigger games recently that that goes back to the last year and this year they've won, except you know um, the national championship, but. I think this is a weird Bama team because this 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 Bama team. Granted, we said like when you have a team that has a lot of like NFL caliber talent, you're constantly rotating. This Bama team was uncharacteristically non-Bama like. Why do I say this? The 15 penalties for 100 yards is un-Bama like. Yes, it is very. Um. Will Anderson was jumpy all game. It didn't seem Bama was outdowned. They went five of fifteen on third downs. They only had sixteen first downs, so Texas is twenty-five. They put up a way way less passing yards. Like it, it was it was a very uncharacteristically like Bama team, and that's why I think people shouldn't overreact to this this um win, this like small margin, because Bama writes the ship usually. Yeah, I mean, you hope that they do. Last year, they did struggle a lot on the road. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, you're right. Penalties killed them. They couldn't run the ball consistently. Outside of a one, outside of one like, huge run, they were not consistent on the ground. And I think that really killed them in terms of what they wanted to do coming into the day. And you can, you can sit here and be like, oh, Alabama just was – whatever today and it's it's on them which i think that i'd rather give texas a lot of credit on right. how they because they really showed up on saturday their defense wow they dominated alabama's o-line um that game day atmosphere was crazy quinn ewers looked really good before the injury the young offensive line that i had questions about going into this game they looked. They held up very well against this Bama, the Bama D line. So I think they deserve a lot of credit for how they played. This was a game that a lot of people, myself included, thought you know Alabama's going to walk in here and mop the floor with them. It's going to be, you know, easy on the uh, three touchdown favorite. But no, Texas gave them everything, and I think that says more about them than what Alabama says about Alabama. Yeah, and again... But why but Why did Alabama end up winning this game? Bryce Young. <laughs> it's as simple as that. He, he struggled. The whole team struggled early on, but when it came down to it, in the fourth quarter, he was 15-19 and 19 for 136 yards. He was the difference in this game, and that's why he's the best quarterback in the nation. Yeah, and I, I feel like... Here's the thing. Bama... Like, first off, Texas' defense is huge. Um, I think TCU's Gary Patterson was hired by um, Sarkeesian as DC. Um, he's been really good for them. That defense played phenomenal. But this is not. This was not Bama at their best at all. No, and, and um, they're, they're sure to come out of this game. Nick Saban, a hundred percent, is not pleased, especially with the penalties. Will, like, like Will Anderson had the. One unnecessary roughness penalty, which was just so uncharacteristic of him, and he's certainly not going to be pleased. Um, they did the horns down, which um, yeah, yeah, that was like you barely. You're luck. Texas kicker left a field goal on the board. Yeah, he missed one earlier in the game, and the, safe, this, this, the quote unquote safety controversy at the end there. Like you should not, you shouldn't be doing that when you're barely squeaking by. So, in terms of going forward for Alabama, I think they'll clean this stuff up. But you hope that the road struggles aren't going to continue like they did last season. And then for Texas, Quinn Ewers is out for four to six weeks now. That's what I've heard. Um, So, that means Hudson Card is going to be the starter for the foreseeable future. And he, he played fairly well considering the circumstances. 
and you hope that he continues to play that way going forward. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it was a good game for football, football fans in general. If you didn't take into account that Alabama was a three-touchdown favorite, it was an enjoyable game to watch. Yeah, exactly. It's everything that's great about college football. Speaking of great about college football, let's move on to one of our the other games in the SEC. Arkansas versus South Carolina. You know, this game, I think this is two teams that we're very high on. Um, and Arkansas is low-key looking like – they look like the Arkansas of days past, you know, like Darren McFadden, Arkansas. You know, not – and I don't say that just because uh, – one of the most fire names in college football. Rocket Sanders had such a great, um, great games. Um, I think Ar- I think Arkansas. I mean, Arkansas is really the real deal this year. I think we yeah. both high on them. Their their offense looks crazy. Yeah, they they controlled this game. The score may look somewhat close, but Arkansas was in control for the majority of this game. Especially, they were able to get the ground game going. Sixty five attempts. 65 attempts for 295 to South Carolina's 40. South Carolina, that was the rushing yard margin, 295 to 40. That's, so last week they kind of didn't get the ground game going as much as they wanted to, but this this week they did. And uh, I, we talked about last week, their, their secondary is kind of leaky, and now Catalan is out for the year which just means they're going to have to keep outscoring teams. And I think the passing game will come around. This run game looks great. I think they can outscore teams, and, you know, it's only one game a week. So if they can win like that every week, this Arkansas team is going to be good. I'm much I'm much more confident in them going forward than I am on the South Carolina team. Yeah, I was about to say. They South- have. Sheesh. Issues. They, have, they have problems. Their offensive line is is it's pretty bad, bad to it's put it lightly. <laughs> it's pretty bad, and it's really hurting their ability to gain momentum. Like the run game was non-existent. Spencer Rattler is just struggling because he doesn't really have time to throw because that offensive line is terrible. And next week they have Georgia, which really isn't a team that you want to have coming to your building when you have all these question marks on offense. So <clears throat> it's going to be a rough couple, a rough year for South Carolina, I feel, because it's really hard to overcome a bad offensive line. Yeah. We saw that last year with Penn State. We did. I think that's, 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 Arkansas is really going to be uh, one of the last few. We There's a lot to talk about in the SC this week, but we're going to take a, a quick mosey on to the North just to talk about something real quick because we, I don't know whether I expect this. I don't know whether to be surprised. I don't know whether to be worried. Um, Notre Dame. No, we're gonna talk about Marshall first. No, talk about the talk Marshall about, won. Talk about the herd. And yeah. they did. They won, and they won convincingly. Yes. This game is again not as close as it looks, and I think they dominated them. Across the field, yes. they forced three turnovers. They were dominant on both lines of scrimmage. On the ground, they were 219 rushing yards to 130 for Notre Dame. So this wasn't just, oh, they squeaked by and got lucky. No, they Marshall dominated this game for the entirety of it. So <clears throat> Marshall deserves a ton of credit. And, I mean, we can move to Notre Dame now. Their offense is... It's bad. bad. No run game to speak of. That's something that we talked about last week against Ohio State. It just does not exist. Again, again, something else I talked about last week. They don't have a special talent on quarterback. And that quarterback has no chemistry with his receivers. So this offense is just uninspiring. And you can't rely on it to win games. And now at this point in the season, where last week I was inspired by their performance against Ohio State... Now I'm not inspired. At home. Now I, I look at the rest of the schedule, and w- games I could check off as a win, 
might not be wins anymore. UNC. This is the win. This was the checkoff win. This was the check. When you look at the rest of the schedule, you got Cal. I know yeah. it's Cal, but it was Marshall. You got UNC. You got BYU, Clemson, USC. Like you could lose all those games. They. So I, I'm. Their offense is not there. It's the it, offense is not there, and I'm concerned a little bit about this team because this this could be. I mean, if you were, I don't. I wasn't expecting a ten win team. I was not. I was expecting nine. This might be lower than that. And I don't want people to think put it on Marcus Freeman yet. Like people are, a lot of people are ready to put it on him. Yeah, they're throwing out the zero and three stat already. I give him time. It. I know it's Notre Dame has been a consistently good program for quite a few years because of Brian Kelly. So. It's not really – it's not something they're used to being 0-2. But, you know, unproven staff. You got to give them time. Yeah, exactly. But they need, they need to figure out their problems fast because this is this is. Bad. They don't really have an opportunity to because, like, they don't play that – they don't have the uh, Southern the LSU play or the Furman or the or the UMass to play. Well, they're, that they're, – that. Team for them was Marshall. It was and, Marshall or UNLV. Like they don't play FCS schools. It's it's just bad. It's just bad for them because I I don't. Yeah. And I'm I'm a little worried. I'm I'm more worried than I was last week. Last week I was inspired by their performance. I'm that is gone. Well, speaking of uninspiring performances, let's move on down. Let's go back. Let's go back to Texas. Let's. Let's go back to um, a great college station. College station, Texas. Let's go back. Before we do that, let's 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 give App State their flowers. No, I was about to say, I will. You know me going into the season. I kept telling you, you watch out for App State. Chase Bryce is the real deal. Okay. Enough. Enough. Okay. All right. Whatever. Chill out, chill out. This isn't a Chase Bryce parade. It's an App State parade. App State knows what to do. They went about thoroughly handling a team. You, they thoroughly handle this team, and I just want to give App State praise because they surprised the hell out of me. You could pick a stat out of a hat. And there was a 100% chance that App State had the edge in that category. That time of possession. Time of possession, 41 minutes to 18. Plays, 82 to 38. First downs, 22 to 9. It's crazy. That, yards, pass that, yards, that, rush yards, turnover battle. Every those, single stat, yep. App State had the edge. And props to them for coming in there and handling Texas A&M. And they're lucky the score was this close because they got worked on both ends of the ball. I, if I was in College Station, I wouldn't... You know, people, if you saw the, the scene in Boone, North Carolina, I think College Game Day is actually headed to Boone, North Carolina. They are, yeah. They play uh, Troy. Some belt supremacy. Um, I just... Jimbo Fisher. There, you, there is no excuse for what happened yesterday. Jimbo, your offense has always had a problem. Um, it's stuck in 2014. It is, yes. It, it feels like every every team in the SEC, you've seen a, a natural evolution of their offense and a good direction where they're going. Jimbo, at some the boosters, there's no way the boosters aren't feeling some type of way at this point after what after, after bro, this team has 56 four and five star players on their roster absolutely had one if you go there's probably a graphic out there showing jimbo's salary and the app state salary and the amount of money they put in their recruiting and the amount of money app state did they're they're certainly pissed fans are pissed people that cover that program are probably pissed because you're right this offense is stagnant it hasn't changed since 2014 and i don't think he is willing to change it. And changing quarterbacks is not going to solve anything. 
I see people. What's the kid's name? I don't know. What's the uh, backup? The other uh, back. Not Calzada. Um. No, the uh, other, the new one they brought in. But anyway, they're clamoring for him to come in. That's not going to solve anything if the scheme is broken. If the scheme is shit and doesn't work, no quarterback is going to save that. Because they have they have the talent. The scheme is just bad. The scheme is really bad. You, I don't understand why this this. I don't understand what Jimbo is not doing. Like what? Why he's not evolving? With- I don't know either. And he doesn't have a lot. He has no time. They have zero time. Yeah. To to change it. I mean, they they should, but implementing that change is going to be hard because you look at their upcoming schedule there is a world where they lose every game on this schedule barring umass whoa 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 uh, whoa 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 no, i'm okay i i said there's a world i'm not saying it's gonna happen but there is a world is a guarantee anymore as we could see as we've barring seen. umass that they could lose every single game remaining not saying they will that's not what i said i said there is a world where it could happen yeah um they have for the rest of the season, Miami coming at home. They have Arkansas. They have Mississippi Mississippi State away, which is a good team. Alabama away. South Carolina away. Ole Miss, Florida, at Auburn, LSU. None of those games are gimmies anymore. Lose a couple more games like this, and your freshman class is walking out the door. Yes. <laughs> That you paid all that money for. Bye-bye. Another four-loss season, five-loss season. This is, tra- this is the transfer portal era. era. They're gone. We saw like, have problems against Sam Houston last week. So it's like the problems are still there. Yeah. If they don't improve, if they don't show improvement offensively against Miami, panic button. The panic button should already be hit by now, but that if they lose to Miami next week, or they don't show any improvement offensively. I don't know if that. Ha- I don't know if that happens. Then the panic button shall be hit, and the season is basically lost. Hmm. I, I know it's no. I. I actually know it's not an overreaction because he's been trotting out the same stale offense for the past seven years. Exactly. It's not. You're. You're very much. You're very much right in all this. And there's there's no excuse, especially on a talent level. To App State, like all props to App State, but on a strictly talent level, Texas A&M has the ginormous edge. So there's no excuse for what happened. Yeah. yeah. We can't look at... Imagine App State with Texas A&M's team. Imagine what they would do. Let's move on to another um, another team who seems to play a a blockbuster game every single week um, at this point. And that is the Pittsburgh Panthers. Um, Logan, we might have to make it out to Pittsburgh to go see a game. Because it seems as if every game this team plays, it's it's a spectacle. Granted, they didn't win this one. Coming off the backyard brawl against West Virginia where they won in spectacular fashion, Tennessee ended up being the victors here um, in overtime. Pitt... Pat, Pat Narduzzi is definitely going through the. He he's abandoning the passing game. It's it's run run run, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they the run game though was largely largely held in check aside from one long run. Um, I don't know. I just Pitt's a solid team. I predicted a step back. You predicted a step back. I still think that step back is going to happen. They played two close games against two good teams. And they came out of it one and one. I think that they should be happy with that. Uh, but yeah, the run game is, I guess, Pat Narduzzi wants to go towards. The run game was largely held in check on Saturday uh, because while Tennessee also didn't look the greatest offensively, actually, they were quite bad offensively. Yeah. Um, with two turnovers, Head and Hooker struggled. There was drops galore. 2.6 yards per carry on the, on the ground. That, but their defense won the game for them. Their defense was excellent. They, again, held the pit run game in check, 
16 QB hurries, nine TFLs, four sacks. They made Keaton Slovis and whoever replaced Keaton Slovis after he got hurt's life miserable. And it's interesting to say, hey, Tennessee's defense won games for them, not their offense, but they did. And good on them. So if Tennessee can win like that, they know they can win defense with like defensive prowess. That's even better for them going into uh, an easy slate upcoming, but then when they play Florida in three weeks, I think that's a good thing to have, knowing you can win multiple ways. Yeah, Pitt, we'll see. I mean, the ACC, there's not really a, anyone jumping out as a clear contender. It's, it's They don't really have that, especially really? it's yeah. the coastal the coastal slate for them. They get if you call I don't, Louisiana, I don't think they play Clemson. They don't play Clemson. In fact, I guess the only ranked team that they play is Miami. Yeah. And that's at the end of the season. So, like... So, they could still make the ACC championship game, but, like, relative to their season last week, last year, I don't think they'll be as good. No, of course not. I, I, I agree with you. It was a good game, though. Good game. Yeah, very good game, you know? And, uh... I guess we'll continue with the upsets. It feels like I'm going like up and down with everything here. Uh, let's talk about Wisco. Yeah. Well, Big I mean, Ten West had a terrible day. The Big Ten West is what you should clarify. That's because I'm said. pretty sure the Big Ten East is. Big Ten West had a terrible day. Sorry, Big... you, you cut out. Okay, Big Ten East went undefeated. Yeah, they're like undefeated at this. Like They're doing great. It's so sad that Washington State didn't even play their best game. No, Cam, Cam, Cameron Ward struggled uh, and turned the ball over. They cannot, they cannot run the ball at all. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they weren't even efficient on third down. <laughs> so when you look at the box, it's like – I guess three turnovers. The, the time – like the time – yeah, Wisconsin had edge and time of possession, total yards. Um, I mean – I. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't watch this game, I, so I I'm actually quite shocked to see that Wisconsin lost, <laughs> and well, would like to know why. I might go back and rewatch it then. Well, it's it it happens when you know your offense doesn't score a single point in the second half. Yeah, there you go. That'll, that'll do it. That will do it. And again, this is all at home too. This is why I don't understand what's happening. Like these teams are really allowing because Washington State should be uh no offense to the Pac-12, but that should be a that's not that's food, right? For Wisconsin, that's food. Mm, I don't know. Coming off a, a season, oh, the line was seventeen and a half. Yeah, that's you don't lose to that at home. Exactly. We've yeah. had. Not, not, I won't call them food. I just say you don't you don't lose to you don't lose when you're a seventeen and a half point favorite at home. It's it just that's that's pretty bad. Graham Mertz was was not. He was less than okay. He, I feel like we're, everyone's still waiting for Graham Mertz. I think you should just give up at this point. Yeah, exactly. Like, what is the point of waiting right now? You've seen enough. It, it just sucks. And, like, let's go into... I don't know if I should keep this... Switch the order of this game. Let's actually just go into BYU-Baylor first, shall we? Yeah. I mean, that one's a... I feel like that's pretty straightforward. Um, BYU... They were down two wide receivers, and it, they still they won in spite of it. Um, Jaron Hall was the better QB that day, and that defense dominated Baylor's offensive line. Five quarterback hurries, six TFLs, four sacks. Um, they made a statement after last year. They got their doors beaten off of them when they played last year, and they came back, and they beat Baylor, and it was, it was a good game. But good on BYU. You know, he was having a great year, I think. Avenging, avenging um, their loss from last. They have some pretty tough games coming up too, and it'll be interesting to watch. They have Oregon next week. Um, yeah. It should be a fun game. And they saw the Notre Dame game. They do. They do have the Notre Dame game. Maybe the maybe the hype surrounding that game isn't as high. Yeah, I mean it is in Allegiant Stadium, so there's always hype when you're in a beautiful stadium. Exactly. Like that, but. I guess let's talk about the most, I think, in my opinion, for two programs, the most important game of the week. 
I mean, I think for one program, not really, but for another program, it was. Let's talk about the Kentucky-Florida game. Um, the Swap is no easy place to play in. It's not. It's not, as the Utes learned last week. I think going into this game, a lot of people looked at Kentucky was like, what can they do this year? They're still without two of their key players. Still don't have Chris Rodriguez. Um, and Kentucky's people are still are still wondering on whether or not people should take them seriously following a Citrus Bowl um, season where they had one of their best seasons in history. Who they who they beat last year last week? Um, they beat Miami of Ohio. They beat Miami of Ohio. Whatever. So they go into their first SEC game in the swamp. Started out slow, but they they held on. Anthony Richardson did not play. As he actually was terrible, he was actually quite terrible. Um, that so that that Kentucky defense showed that they they had two interceptions, three QB hurries, three tackles for loss, sack. They, but however, the defense wasn't the. I think it was just the fact that it was a gutsy win by Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, because Will Levis didn't even play that. His stats were nothing crazy to look at either. No, they weren't, but he played good enough and he stepped up when they needed him to because um Kentucky's run run game is frankly terrible. Yeah. Right now. They have one point eight yards per carry, which was worse than last week against Miami of Ohio. Um so they, they struggle to run the ball right now. And they needed Will Levis to step up and he did. And so they went they went to the swamp, beat Florida, who was ranked way too high. Yeah, twelve. That's, that's the AP's fault because Florida, like, that was such an overreaction by them to put them that high because th- there's not that big of a gap between these two teams. And Kentucky, I think, is now ranked in the top ten, that... which rightfully so because if their defense can play well, if Will Levis can be good starting quarterback who doesn't make mistakes and they get those they get their running backs back and they can establish some semblance of a run game because I don't see anything at this point. This is a team that can they're the second best team in the SEC East if that all happens. And you know their toughest game on the schedule, Georgia, Georgia comes to them this year. I it's still Georgia, but any edge you can have, take it. So they they had a gutsy win, like you said, and even though it was against a, the twelfth ranked team, and let's uh, let's move on to Florida. Who this is why you don't overreact to Week One because one, they weren't the twelfth best team in the country. That was such an overreaction. Um, they squeaked out against Utah. Okay, put them in the top twenty-five, but no higher than twenty. Like, what are you like twelve? Really? <laughs> And second, the overreaction with Anthony Richardson, people putting him in the Heisman race. Like, are you dumb? Let's – you don't make judgments on a player with one-game sample sizes. Yeah. I liked Anthony Richardson last week. I, I praised his performance, but I wasn't crowning him the next Heisman Trophy winner because you need to wait and see what you have. And if you waited and saw what you – saw this Saturday, he was atrocious. He was 14 of 35, two picks, no touchdowns, did nothing on the ground. He couldn't convert on third down. It was just a bad game from him. And I don't think this game makes is a good example of the player he is either. You have to take every game. You can't just pick these two. But if you said Florida would be one and one at this point, I think they would be happy with that. Yeah, exactly. Especially not... with the new coaching staff playing Utah and Kentucky, two ranked teams. I think one and one is is good. It's, I think it's really good. good. And I just again, I'm just proud of Kentucky. Kentucky really. Yeah. Kentucky. They did their thing. Football so, and basketball school. It's you can do both. You can do both. You can do both, and good on you, Mark Stoops, for building a great program. Yeah, let's um, let's just run through the rest of the SEC real quick. Um, we will get to another big story when we get to that conference, but yeah, uh, let's see, Sanford, Georgia, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, whatever. Almost Central Arkansas again. Yeah. That's food, right? Yeah, that's food. Wake Forest against Vanderbilt. Yeah, you know? Sam Hartman returned. Um, he looked really good. Unfortunately, to Vandy's dismay, they were hoping for that 3-0 start. But it's okay, Vandy. Um, Kansas State, Missouri. Be honest, I didn't really pay attention to this game at all. Auburn, San Jose State. Auburn escapes with a, a one touchdown win over at San Jose State. And San Jose State was very much in control of this the first half. Auburn, you can't be doing this. You have a huge game this week. This is not the time to be shaky against anybody. Um, and the LSU against Southern. It, it's LSU and Southern, yeah, but uh, food. Yeah. Hey, you're you're uh, you're darling. The Mississippi State Bulldogs handled Arizona pretty well. Your guy Will Rogers. Um, He's great. Put up numbers as he does. Jaden Delara looks like shit. How'd your, how'd your guy do? David Jacob Cowie Cow- had a touchdown. Oh. He had eight receptions. So he got involved, but mm-hmm. Mississippi State looking good. I think are they ranked now? Well we'll go we'll touch it on the rankings in a bit. Uh let's get let's go up to the Pac twelve. We're going they're not ranked, unfortunately. That's really that's stupid. Uh, let's go up the pack twelve. We're going reverse, um, reverse alphabetical right now. USC St- Stanford. USC. Caleb Williams looks great. Transfer you dominated once again. <laughs> Literally everyone that did anything that yesterday Saturday was great. Caleb Williams, Travis Dye, Jordan Addison, Mario Williams. I thought this game was gonna be closer. Because, you know, Stanford has Tanner McKee, but he didn't play the greatest. So I, th- I thought that game was going to be a bit closer. Utah got some much-needed aggression out against poor <laughs> Southern Utah. Definitely did. Um, what a, Southern Utah did deserve that. Poor Southern Utah, the, the victim of Utah's therapy session. It, it, Let's talk about one game that... This is a great game. Oregon State, Fresno State. Yes. If you didn't watch this game, go back and watch it because it was entertaining as hell. And Oregon State needs to – you got to keep your eyes on them out there. I was like, wait, what's happening with them? They're being Boise State and Fresno State back-to-back weeks. So – They just hate the Mountain West, huh? You got to keep your eye out on Oregon State. They they may be a good team out there. Um, Oklahoma State getting one over on – Arizona State, yeah, yeah. Uh, Colorado, you really yeah. like those, whatever. That was bad. Washington played a team that I didn't know had a Division One football team. Um, UCLA over Alabama State. We're not Oregon taking out their aggression too as well against Eastern Washington. Yes. Yeah, it's just it's just sad to see, it, it, especially you do not want to face a Power Five team. Coming off a bad loss, it's just coming off an embarrassing loss. Like, or, no, I would just don't, don't even show up. Exactly, it's not it's not fun at all. Let's let's go to the Big Ten. Let's go. Let's mosey on over. Ohio State ready lighted the ship against Arkansas. Be, beating Arkansas State with Jamal Blackman at quarterback, which I recently found out and shared with you. I was quite shocked that he was still in school and playing. <laughs> uh, so that was that was interesting to learn. Let's see. Michigan over um, Hawaii. JJ McCarthy was perfect yesterday, and uh, it's sorry, Cade was announced the starter as he should be. He gives him the highest stealing. So go JJ McCarthy. Uh, let's see. A lot of people are saying, saying, you know, props to Cade McNamara because that's the guy who gave him the Big Ten title, but it's it's always been no, JJ. JJ's better. It's, I'm sorry. It, unfortunately, you should go with the better player instead of who you should be loyal to. James? Uh, that's not a lot of – That's no. there's no subtweeting at all in, in <laughs> what I just said. Oh, Michigan State over Joe Moorhead and Akron. Uh, it's just Akron really went into East Lansing and didn't score a point. Minnesota over Western Illinois. Muhammad Ibrahim had two touchdowns. Look at him go. Really, Northwestern? Really? Really? Duke? Duke, Duke is now 2-0 and because of you. 
Duke, really? Okay. Penn State over Ohio. Oh, man. Nick, oh, man. Nick Singleton rushing for over 100 yards. First time since 2020 that we have had a 100-yard rusher. Andrew Aller looked impressive in, in garbage time. He looked impressive. Mm. He right. made several plays where I audibly said, Sean Clifford would never do that. Uh, I know I know you know what plays I'm talking about. I know exactly what plays you're talking about. I was like, hey man. Um, it was it was a it was quite this the game to watch. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Maryland over Charlotte. Yeah. Iowa State, Iowa. There we go. What a barn burner. Iowa. Iowa. This has got to stop. No, Iowa State finally gets the monkey off their back. They beat Iowa for the first time in like six matchups. And they played terribly. There were six total turnovers between these two teams. Iowa missed, a, I think, a field goal to tie it. It was ugly, as all Iowa games are. But Iowa State finally did it. It's just... Goodness. Iowa is such a terrible... Spencer Petrus might be the worst QB in the Big Ten. No, but... There's a plan. Iowa has a plan. Is what they say. Okay. Whatever. That's Whatever. what. Uh, what the hell's his name? Ferentz. Chris. Yeah, Iowa Hawkeyes are going to stick with Spencer as starting QB despite slow start. Kirk said it's the plan. So. Also, one of the bigger surprises for the week: Illinois over Virginia. Look at Illinois go. But I think that needs to be. That because Virginia offensively is one of the better teams in the ACC. Brandon Armstrong was actually really bad. I, I think look at Chase Brown go. Look at Chase Brown go. He just he just eats defenses for breakfast. I did not see that game coming. I, Illinois. I thought Virginia would surely win that one, but hey, good on him. Illinois. That that's holding Virginia to three points is a feat in itself. Um, Purdue takes Purdue. up. Beating a, a school that doesn't exist. Um, Rutgers over uh, Wagner has a football team that is interesting. Yeah. And here we go. Indiana beating Idaho. Only them scored twenty two points is kind of embarrassing, but only thirty five on it. I okay. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> Nebraska, your darling, preseason darling. You were so high on them. Because you know why I was so high on them? Why? Because I felt as if maybe I was being too soft on them. No. See, I I spent the last two years hating Nebraska, and you're like, yeah, there's literally Twitter proof of you saying, give Scott Frost time. And he, he, I, he got the time, and I saw the what happened, and you know what? Fully supported decision. They go, and they lose to Georgia Southern, who, by the way, if you didn't know, is coached by Clay Hilton, formerly of USC. So, yeah. So Clay Helton and Georgia Southern going into Nebraska's building and beat them and putting up quite an offensive show. They had like 640 yards, I think, of offense. 642 yards of offense. And, man, the people the people were calling for Scott Frost's head at the and game, and they certainly got it delivered to them the wow. next day. I think this is the this is the like Northwestern was hard to watch. Yeah, but especially it coming by this exact this the margin. It's this is it. Scott Frost is now sixteen and thirty four in his career. You know what's funny though <laughs> is that they didn't want to wake wait three extra weeks until October first for his buyout to decrease. They would rather have paid. An extra seven point five million dollars to fire him now than to wait. That's yeah. how bad he was apparently to them. Because at this point, it's like that all- is hilarious. What is what's the, what's Ariana Grande say? She says almost is never enough. For Scott Frost, it's always almost. And at no point in his four years and three game tenure. Did I know what the, what direction this team was going or what this team's identity was? He I, never established that, and I think that's something they really need to focus on when they're finding their new coach is find someone that they can, they know, they know, and it's proven that they can build a team and manage a team. It, it just Casey Thompson actually played really well too. Casey Thompson had a had a day. He had like 
four touchdowns. At some point, it is the coaching, though. It is. When you see this many, like, close margin games, like, it, it is the coaching. And that, and then, like, the recruiting hasn't been good. You can't use, oh, it's Nebraska. Like, one, it's Nebraska is was a good brand. Two, Iowa, Iowa State, Minnesota, uh, Purdue, all those schools in that general area have had success more recently than Nebraska. So it's not that hard. It's just you don't have a good coach, a coach that's can build a team and run a team. Yeah. And they really need to find someone. I, I know this is an obvious statement that I'm saying. They need to find someone who can build a team that has an identity. Well, and more importantly, has shown the ability to do that. I, I think, look at Scott Frost. Why was he so enticing to them? This is a guy who had undefeated teams with UCF of all teams. And then um, he was a guy who's Nebraska through and through, right? Uh-huh. He, he, I think, went to the University of Nebraska. Played, I think he played oh, football there. He is an alum, yes. He played quarterback. So, like, you look at him, it's like, oh, he's Nebraska. And he was there when they were successful. It's like, I oh. Think won a, I think he won a, yeah, he won a national championship with them. Exactly. So, of all the people, you're like, oh, this is the guy who's going to be able to take us to the next level. It, it's... We talk about the evolution of college football. You need to evolve, and this te- and you need to establish an identity. Every team that's successful has an identity. Yeah. And sadly, Nebraska doesn't. I don't know who it's going to be. To Nebraska needs to redo their brand. There's few teams that can that can sustain success over past, uh, sustain a brand over past success. You know. They just gotta. They need to get this coaching hire right. They need to find someone who can give this team an identity. Yeah. And I, these dumb night names are being thrown out. Stop. I so like, go get someone from like, go get freaking Marshall's head coach. Go get, go to the Sun Belt and just find someone. Exactly. Sun Belt supremacy. There's probably a coach there waiting that can certainly do good things here. Um, go to the. Conference USA, they got some good teams there. Like, pick the right guy. Don't just pick the flashy name. I think that's what they have doing. Do they're gonna do that because they don't. They don't make good decisions. But pick a guy that's has proven that he can rebuild a program and can prove that he has an identity. Yeah. Let's, with, so, let's move on to Nebraska's old stomping grounds, the Big Twelve. Uh, Oklahoma over Kent State. Yeah, they play Nebraska next week in a game that has all the uh, the appeal of it has been just been deflated immensely. <laughs> uh, all the input of that game is gone. Texas Tech over Houston. 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 I maybe maybe I was too high on them going into this season. Tech, I mean, Texas Tech is a fairly good team. We said we said this last week. We're like Houston needs to calm the hell down, and yeah. they 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 just can't play Texas teams, huh? No, they, they can't. And, you know, they play Kansas next week. Kansas undefeated. I don't, back-to-back overtime games, really, Houston? Maybe I, was, maybe I should have just trusted Cincinnati all the way. Yeah. Um, so maybe this isn't their year. Maybe it will never be their year. But, hey, this is – that was actually a preview of a – a soon-to-be Big Twelve matchup that we see yearly. Oh my gosh! They got we got again. They got another one next week. But Texas Tech, yeah, they get uh they go to NC State next week, and they're actually playing fairly well. I love that. I love that for Texas Tech. Um, let's talk about another team that's playing fairly well. Kansas's offense is. Oh yeah! Look at Kansas go. Beating West Virginia. That is... West Virginia. I am so sorry. Wow. This, this West Virginia. I feel bad for us because they, <laughs> they, they low-key. They are. They low-key could have won against Pitt, and they're better than the 0-2. <laughs> uh, it was the pick six that won it for them. So they, I don't want 
I don't want people to look at West Virginia and be like, this is 0-2. This is a bad... I really feel bad for West Virginia. They're, they're not as, like... This is a team that could easily be 1-1. One one. Exactly. Like If the ball bounced their way. So, I feel bad, but... Even, they gotta, even this game, like, it was such a... Even the last game, um, West, even West Virginia against Pitt, like, that was a game they could have and should have won, too. It was just... Yeah, yeah. That's unfortunate events for which it's is very unfortunate, but they get a tune up against Towson next week, so good for yeah, that's good. That TCU over t- Texas, <laughs> just Texas. Texas. It, it, I feel I really feel bad for West Virginia. Um, let's talk uh, about it's funny that the best team in Texas is uh Texas Tech at this point. That's so sad. Let's talk about the ACC Louisville. Get your shit together, bro. Please. Malik, Malik Cunningham, I'm glad I left him off my list because at this point, he does not look good. Yeah, it, it's... yeah Clemson over Furman. The nat, like the end of beatdown of Furman. Continue. Yeah, you know. You know how it is. Miami over Southern Miss. Yeah, they were struggling early on. They yeah, really were. Which is not... And then you have to think, this is still Miami that's a new... Like, this isn't like... This isn't like a juggernaut Miami. This is a Miami with a brand new coaching staff and a quarterback in his first year starting and a new offensive scheme. So it's it's a you know. not the same Miami we think of. Um, NC State over Charleston Southern, huge. You know, certainly wasn't that hard of a matchup, and you know. Better than they played last week. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how they do against Texas Tech. North Carolina over Georgia State. Syracuse over U. Do not play freaking defense. North Carolina, no. UNC is anti defense. Um, Syracuse over UConn. UConn is playing every good every team that they should not be playing because I think they have a home date against. Uh, they over- play Michigan, NC State, Fresno State, to Fresno State. Then they got, oh, they got the toilet bowl of all toilet bowls. So UMass versus UConn at the end of the season. <laughs> Boston College and Army, like, what are they? What is what is UConn doing? Um, they're, they're independent. They just, you know, they, they just gotta be the punching bag for the rest of the league. Georgia Tech takes out their frustration of losing to Clemson to another Carolina school, Western Carolina, um, and then Virginia Tech over Boston College. Boston College, what are you doing, bro? Virginia Tech. Avengers, not Avengers. Win. They get some closure because last week they lost Old Dominion. They get a win. The first win of the Brent Pryor. Oh, look at that. Um, let's talk about other games that happen. Boise State over New Mexico. Boise State, your reign is over. I don't stop trying. It's not. Wow. That's. Why do you say that? The reign is over. I think it's. I think they're not going to be the same. But it's the Mountain West. Who's going to take the. the... Boise State's always there, Logan. They're always the ranked team from the Mountain West that's there. It's San Diego State time. Oh, um, is that what you is that what you feel? I don't know what San Diego State's doing. I really said that. Oh, out. how how are they doing? Let's. How did they do last week? Um, I I thought they lost. Oh, they won. Okay, good, good, good. I don't know. Fresno State has Jake Hayner still. So Jake Hayner, you know how I love Jake Hayner. Um, Minnesota over Western Illinois, sixty-two to ten. Minnesota. Being great, uh, we talked about that though. San San Diego State was the team that Arizona dropped like almost forty on last week. So, do you still feel like San Diego supremacy? Um, UTSA over Army, South Alabama over Central Michigan. Central Michigan, hey, are we talking we, about the Sun Belt now? Uh, we might. I, I'm just, I, we might have Sun Belt supremacy. I'm just looking I'm over Sun Belt supremacy. Over all these games, um, Central Michigan, you get your act together. You do not want to come into Beaver Stadium as an 0 and 3 team, they will and they will lose. So, I mean, it doesn't matter if they're 1 and 2 or 0 and 3. Um, Temple over Lafayette, look at Temple go, Western Michigan over Ball State, Memphis over Navy, Memphis again, frustration. Your boy Quindell Johnson, is that what his name is? Yeah, he got a pick, I believe, in this game. I was the only member of this defense. Cincinnati taking out their um their frustration at Kennesaw State. Unfair it's unfair. Unfair to Kennesaw State that Cincinnati they had to play Cincinnati. Yeah. Um it, it, it's 
it's unfair. Ben it is what it is. Actually, flawless. Like he was quite literally flawless. Let's let's get some of that. Uh, let's get some of that against better competition, Ben. Please, Ben. Please, like for it's for your own good. It, it'll it'll come. It'll come. I, I trust it will. Um, talk about Washington. Talk about Wyoming over in North Carolina, North Colorado. JMU first time in D one. They're two and zero. Wow, so inspiring. Better than Notre Dame, I guess. Yeah, no, it is. It is better than Notre Dame. I think that's 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 pretty it's much pretty much great. everything. Yeah, I mean, we well, can't milk, we can't milk this any longer. No, we definitely can't. Uh, let's look at the rankings real quick. AP Top 25, Georgia is now the number one team in the country. Yeah, yeah, that's good. As, as, it, as it should be. That, I don't see anything wrong with that. Let's, start, let's look at Welcome to the Top 10. And Oregon, welcome back. It's been a while. Oregon's uh, in the Top 25, not the Top 10. That's sorry. I'm sorry. Woo! Um, Pet State. Pat- yeah, they, they should have been there last week, but good yeah. that they got in this week. And then Texas. Coming in after a loss. You look at you. A one point loss, you guys got in. Um just outside the top ten is Marshall. Just letting Man, you know. That's crazy. <laughs> like that's crazy because like Mississippi State should be Mississippi State isn't even anywhere near they should be getting more votes, man. Hey, I'm glad you're coming at it at it. And M dropped eighteen points. Yeah, as they should have. Um Pitt's Pitt also dropped six points to twenty three. Ole Miss is climbing up steadily. Wake Forest is climbing up steadily. Glad to see Tennessee climbing up steadily because they deserve to be in this ranking at the beginning of the season. They went up nine points. Um, Good. They they weren't they weren't ranked coming into the season though. Exactly. Florida and um, Baylor both dropping six and eight points respectively. BYU is, is knocking on the top ten. Not quite literally. Arkansas welcomes the top ten. Kentucky number nine in the. In the country, that is that is huge. We don't really have a lot of um, opportunities. Actually, let's look at the schedule next week, Logan. Um, are there any opportunities to see some? Probably not. There's not really a lot of top ten matchups, but there's some interesting games. What's it lay, lay it on? What, what do we what do we got? I mean, not this is not going to affect the rankings in any way. But Georgia plays South Carolina, like we talked about earlier. You have Oklahoma, Nebraska, which has no appeal anymore. Um, BYU plays Oregon at Oregon. That should certainly be interesting. That that is a top twenty five matchup right there. Um, you have Penn State and Auburn. Um, Penn State is now ranked. Can they stay ranked? That's a great oh, question. Yeah, I'm going as uh, Auburn is looking very very vulnerable right now. They are. They are. Is that really? There's not a lot of games. Oh, this game doesn't really have the appeal. It, Used to have, but it has a certain appeal for a different reason now. Miami, Texas A and M. Oh yeah, no, of course it's uh. This is uh. Get your Texas A and M needs to win this game, <laughs> frankly. Is it in Miami? It is at College Station. Okay, so that's. But that doesn't matter anymore because App State walked in there and beat them in College Station. So, other games, you have Michigan State going to Washington. Washington is currently a favorite in that game. Um, Michael Penix, okay. look at him go. USC plays Fresno State. I think that game might be interesting because Fresno State coming off that close loss. Your your uh, San Diego State <laughs> fandom will be put to the test when they play Utah. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ooh. I'm gonna look at the unranked matchups because there's always some good stuff there. Oh, I do know. I do remember one off the top of my head before I even go into it. Mississippi State plays LSU. That's a good. That's a good. That day. should be a good game. I'm excited to watch that one. Uh, let's see. Anything good in here? I'm not really seeing anything. I'm trying to. We're not. In, we're not in a conference play yet, so it's kind of just like the. I mean, Bobby Petrino revenge game. I was about to say coming to Arkansas. So that that's uh that's a thing to keep an eye on, I guess. <laughs> uh, that's that'll certainly be interesting. Jeez, oh, it's gonna be huge. Um, this was just a. Um, this was just... no nothing nothing else really. I, I'm very excited for Penn State Auburn though. That's I am a... too. I am too. Uh, I feel a... much more. Com- I know at the end at the beginning of the season, 
I thought we would split Purdue and Auburn. And while that's still a possibility, I feel much more confident in our team. It'd be huge for Penn State to split up, to, to come out of Auburn with a victory. Like, I think it'd be gigantic for the program. Just wish Drew Allen would be the one to do it. But well, all I know is Drew Allen has gotten playing time in every single one of the games so far, which is... All I know is that he's going to be great, and I'm not going to be here to watch it. It's okay, Logan. No, it's not. I I think I should be compensated for having to sit through four years with Sean Clifford. You know what will make you feel better? What? Bugging us out. I don't think that really constitutes me feeling better, but you know what would make me feel better? You know what would do that? Is if you follow this podcast on Spotify and also went over to our YouTube channel and Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button on all the videos. We oh. have tons of college football content on that right now. Yeah, and that- also, leave a comment. That would make me feel great. That would make me feel so much better for having to watch Sean Clifford for four years. Uh, also, check out our Twitter at Sync to Sports and our TikTok. The same thing. You can check out us on Twitter at Logan Borky at Noah underscore Deesh. You can check out all content on sixesportsnetwork.com. This has been Logan, the Six Sports Podcast, where our opinions are the only ones that matter. It was Noah. It was Logan. God, I love football so much. Mm-hmm. Thank you for this listening. Sixes Sports Podcast with Noah and Logan. <laughs>